0: I applaud the patience, but kiss her already, Horacio. Plus, a new cast of the Fantastic Four announced during the challenge. Wow. Michelle apologizes to Corey. These BS teams put the UK's queens in danger. World champion Kaz has done a disservice by the production. And what do you know? Mud wrestling leads to some dirty gameplay and some true capital D drama in the house. Let's go. It's the challenge. Battle for a new champion episode number six recap coming up right now. What up my fellow challenge lovers, welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's, the challenge past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge Universe, we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very much for being here with me this evening, this Wednesday night. Fank Episode 6 in the books. Maybe it's Thanksgiving Turkey Day for you. Maybe it's the weekend after. Whatever day it is, wherever you are. Thank you for tuning in and being here with me to recap this episode of The challenge Fank battle for a new championship episode six and i've got to say right off the top just to give a little spoiler alert it's a testament to how good this season is that i would say this was one of the weaker episodes of the season and yet it had so much good i mean we've got you know the full send the full you know takeoff of horacio and the reese we've got a bunch of our my favorites definitely and i think becoming everyone's favorites if they weren't already having wonderful moments again we've got a, a champ done of disservice we'll get to that we've got a lot of good stuff big T and melissa burgeoning icons within the game uh you know taking center stage we've got so much to talk about so the fact that i would maybe rate this a little bit lower than the rest of the season just goes to say i am loving this season this season is amazing and i'm here for every little bit of it before we dive into episode six and all that there is to cover, quick programming reminders, B Fank episode recaps every Wednesday night. There is nothing on my schedule in the foreseeable future that should throw anything off. So should be coming to you every Wednesday night for the foreseeable future during this season. And while I can't say much and I can't make any guarantees, it's still it's still uh, it's still just, you know, out in the ether, but it's at least there enough to mention I might have a special surprise coming, uh, you know, trying to get lined up here for the end of this season, maybe reunion time frame. That's all I'll say for now. We will see hopefully more on that in the coming weeks. As for Survivor, uh, the recap this week, I have not. Obviously, I'm still recording right now. Just watched the challenge. Haven't watched Survivor. Don't know who goes home. Please do not send me any DMs for at least the next 24-ish hours and spoil it for me. I will try to stay off the internet streets until then. But Survivor recap this week because of the holiday and some travel on my end is probably not going to be until Sunday night, maybe even Monday night with me and Tony. So Survivor fans out there looking for that recap. It'll be coming a little bit later this week and then hopefully after that, We will be able to get back to a pretty consistent Friday night. We've really eased into Friday night being the go-to night. So we'll try to get back to that in future weeks. That's what we've got. As for tonight, same agenda as always. Walk through the episode awards, power rankings, and predictions. Let's get to it. Fank episode six. Here we go. Kicking things off in the house. We get the very quick reactions to the champs twist. We get the couple... Little, you know, scenes, little comments from different people. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of the, I think it maybe is uh, Callum that opens the question. I don't even know who in the room opens the question of like, what champ do you want to go against? And we just get one or two quick responses, which obviously are being edited regardless of what is said. Yes, they're obviously, you know, if you're asked this question, you might you're talking about champs. We have some of the biggest names in the history of the game coming in on this season. So they would get mentioned, but they're clearly obviously, you know, editing it to show us, Hey, if they mentioned Laurel, if they mentioned CT, if they mentioned Cara, we're going to show that because those are the people that are actually coming. And that makes for, you know, compelling television to a certain extent. I wanted to see more of this. I wanted to see some actual answers. I wanted to know, do they know the history of the show? Did anyone say names of people who are not coming, or did they all just be like, well, I don't know, bananas and CT and Laurel and Kara, you know, or Tori, whatever? Um, did they realize that saying they wanted to go against most of these people is absolute lunacy? Like, I just I kind of wanted more of that conversation and the actual, like, genuine version of that not the edited out to only just name and highlight the people that actually are coming i would have loved to have found out like oh so and so is like a deep super fan if they were like i hope i get to go against holly shand champion from way back when there's no way as good as she was she's in shape she's 50 whatever great i want i want to hear someone throw out some og name where it's like just yeah i hope they bring her or him back of all people, and I, if I have to go against someone that that sounds like someone I can beat, I'm not interested in going against a Laurel or a CT. I wanted to hear some of that. Then we get the Fantastic Four announcement. Marvel still is holding out on ever announcing any casting for their, uh, you know, future potential depiction of the Fantastic Four, but we get one here Jay Asaf Michelle Narees, and Narees is the one that stands out in this group. We obviously know Jay. When Michelle, our rider, dies, they are super duper tight. We have learned over the first few episodes that Jay and Asaf are best buds. They've now got some music that they've been putting out. Uh go check that out if you would like to. It's um, I actually I've kind of been digging it. It's very int- it's it's very interesting. It's a little bit eclectic. The few songs they put out so far, but I love both of them. And uh, I've been more interested in the music than I would have anticipated. So go check them out. It's homework spelled weird. But if you go to J Soft's uh, Instagram, you will see that and be able to go over to the uh, the duo's musical Instagram page and then to their Spotify if you so choose. But the interesting thing about this Fantastic Four. Is definitely Nereis because while well, yes we knew she was working with these three based on the entire U.S. alliance, we did not know that she was in this secret kind of four-person pack and the fourth member of this super tight little group. And I assume if she's a member of it, like it's locked and solid because again we know how it's solid. Asaf and Jay and Jane and Michelle and that three then become and so if Nereis is a part of it, like this is as locked and solid of an elite alliance that we can get and to double down on that, I would say it's also Alliance that doesn't have a standout. Like, yeah, we're all best friends, but like one of you is named CT. And so like, when it comes down to it, we don't want to run a final against you or one thing like that. They're like, as they say at the end of their little conversation, we bring the family to the end and then we race it out. It's at, it's like actually very even amongst those four. And so I bet they're, you know, they're comfortable in that. Nereese is low-key in the best position in the house after this revelation. She's got Horacio around her finger. We're going to talk about that very soon, obviously. Jane, Michelle and Asaf now around her finger. And Olivia and Mariah, you know, those three are super-duper locked in at this point in time from their season 38 days. And you can even throw Raven into that that's, like, never going to do Nereese wrong, Uh, you know, wanting to continually claw her way back into good standing within this group. So all the power players on the U.S. side, all are locked in with Norris above basically everyone else in their alliance, which means Norris is the true power player within that alliance. Final thing from the house, first segment. Michelle apologizes to Corey. I loved seeing this, one, because two of my three favorite people that are elevating above everyone else on this season that I just adore, adore, adore. If Ed would have been there, this would have been the best scene of the entire season in my book. But Michelle and Corey, two of my absolute absolute faves clearly good friends and so i love the scene because we just get to see the two of them together and also i do think that while michelle had every right to be upset and be like Corey, you did not think that split second decision through did you my man um she went a little hard on him last week and i'm glad that there was a a semblance of making up in this scene um I didn't check either. I was. I tried. I, I'm staying off Twitter during the episodes uh, right now because of the Survivor spoilers that might get filtered in there. So I don't know if either of them had anything to comment. But here's the hope: and they are still very good friends off of the show. And I just want to hang out with the two of them so badly, so badly. I'm unbelievably excited that Corey is coming to the next Challenge Mania in Chicago next February. If you don't know, a lot of Challenge Manias have been announced recently. So go get your tickets. Maybe. If you have never visited Chicago, February is a wonderful time to come to Chicago. Let me tell you. So if you haven't, maybe fly in, come visit down. Looking forward to meeting Corey in person. Finally, maybe Michelle comes. Who knows? Maybe dreams do come true, but love seeing them make up. As for the daily challenge, then first and foremost, the teams are bullshit. I hate that the random draw completely and utterly screws over Big T and Melissa. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. If the teams are truly randomized, if they really drew these out of a hat, out of that, because, you know, when TJ's like, oh, you're standing in three teams, like that'll work. They were put in those positions for a reason. And yeah, the, you know, if it's random, fuck it. Don't randomize it. Pick. Make it as interesting of teams for the competitive side, fairness, as well as the TV side as you can. This accomplished neither of those. It became completely unfair. There was, you know, it was split between which of the two teams might win, but it was clear which team would not. And it's then not that great of TV to put two people that you kind of like are leaning on, or maybe should lean on even a touch more for their entertainment value. Like it's just a clear cut decision from five minutes in because we go to the daily challenge like five minutes in and once it's explained 10 minutes into the episode we're like okay so big t and melissa are going to be in elimination got it now just fast forward i guess you know let's all look at narice and horacio until we get to who's the champion and which one are they going to face if either one of them In you know we can fast forward the next 60 minutes of the show so didn't love that uh wish they would put a little more thought into the teams and maybe not even randomize it if it's for the better or make this individual somehow some way I don't know, but I I didn't like that. The game itself is pretty good. The drone footage, it starts great. I actually had literally in my notes, I had the drone footage is awesome. And I highlighted it as a moment for like a potential moment of the week nominee. And then, about one minute later, in real time in the episode, I then put, never mind, scratch the moment of the week. The drone footage is too much because they went way too overboard with it. And I would have liked to see, I don't think we ever saw one full. Battle start to finish, one little round, you know, amongst uh, a wrestling match, start to finish in real time, like what actually happens here. There's a lot of slow mo, there's a lot of drones, there's a lot of cuts, there's a lot of everything. It was cool, I was entertained by it, but I would have also liked to see like what, what did Jay giving up that one ball? Like how suspicious was it if we could see that in real time? Things like that. So I wish we would have got that. Performance wise, gotta say, my guy Ed, my guy Ed. He's just good at all of this. He smoked it again. Zara absolutely smoked it. God dang, she is fast, okay? We we knew she could run. I thought we just knew she could run some distance, and that was why she's such a threat in the final, but whew, she is fast, 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 fast. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Raven also is probably the third person that deserves a shout out. Um, She crushes it. This next comment is not meant to uh, belittle the, the previous comment. Raven crushed it. Zara, Raven, Ed. Three standouts if there's anyone standing out from it. The other difficult thing, though, is because, again, we don't actually get to see a lot of the wrestling matches and everything – it's hard for someone to stand out. So it's like, they showed us Raven and like commented on her standing out. So we were able to see that they showed and commented on Zara and I'm locked in on anytime Ed is anywhere in the periphery of the screen. And I'm confident, you know, we saw him get two, maybe even three of those wins when they were actual wrestling matches and all three were trying for it. So those three stand out, but the edit doesn't allow us to know totally who did great, who did bad, who was trying, who wasn't the whole thing. And the reason Mel is a fight that's what we're here for that's what the daily challenge is all about (laughs) melissa is obviously right to be super pissed her whole team is they are getting completely screwed as i said i am not a fan of it i do not like it it just set the whole episode in stone right from a random draw of teams and the decision to do teams in the first place also i swear because i put in my notes i swear they said initially two teams and then by the end of the explanation of the game i was like wait so this is more than two teams right and then he's like three teams split it up this way so I don't know. Maybe I should go back. My hearing's bad. I'm 33. I don't even know. I don't even know how old I am. I just had to stutter as I said what my age was. I'm getting old. My memory's not good. My hearing's not good. So maybe I'm wrong, but I could have swore they almost said two teams at the top. Mel is obvious to be super pissed, okay? She deserves to be very upset, and, you know, Narice is the one to target that at because Narice is the one that comes in and holds her down and makes the plan clear if it wasn't already that does not mean that Melissa should be grabbing chin straps and choking people, okay? Does not mean that she should be getting kicks in after the whistle has blown. Do I love every minute of it? Absolutely. I can say that because her, you know, choking Narice with the, the chin strap didn't lead to any any harm and anything like that. So after the fact, yes, I could say this is amazing. Uh, I would I would go for not having that happen because it seems pretty dangerous for that to happen in the future. The kick, though, is amazing. It's dirty, it's uncalled for, and it's wonderful, and it's entertaining, and then the two going back and forth. I mean, Nereese holds her own here and later. Uh, that's for damn sure, uh, but it's also in, you know, Melissa does too. And Melissa has a track record of this. Melissa has a track record of, you know, one of the better eliminations of the modern era in a long, long time. Melissa versus Sylvia in the not mud, but oil wrestling over the balls in vendettas. So she's got experience at getting chest to chest, yelling in people's faces. She's got experience wrestling in the mud or oil or what have you. And it's just as entertaining as it's always been shout out to both of those. Then we get to the end of the the challenge and, you know, the winners have to pick and they can't pick and they do make an entertaining edit out of this and TJ hurrying them along and everything else. And it is, you know, it's interesting, it's entertaining, but at the same time, it's like, well, eventually, if you actually won't say a name, this will be TJ telling you to vote and the vote will be four to two at Worst and so, like, it's gonna be Melissa, so it didn't really feel suspenseful while it was entertaining. And I did appreciate that you know TJ was pushing them along, making them say names. And I was at the one moment where it twisted just for a second when it was like, Wait, Zara, you have to say, and now if there's no consensus, just say a name. And she kind of says a name, and then Bernard throws out a name, then Kylan says no, and it's like, Wait a minute, this is getting chaotic, and then it gets back to where I thought it would, which is TJ saying. Well, just all of you vote then, and Melissa is going in. Back at the house, and we head to the club as always this season. Gosh, I am loving this. I am loving, loving, loving this. And yet again, we get a great mixture at the house and at the club. Like, fantastic job. Thank you for showing us some fun partying stuff and just, you know, good times being had. And there's still going to be a lot of strategy talk, and that's okay but we're getting to see it. They're at the club. It's fun. Everyone's getting dressed up. Everyone seems to be, well, not everyone, but a lot of people seem to be having a good time. And chiefly among them, Horacio and Nereese, God dang, they're having a great time. They're having the best time, I would dare to say. We're, we're going to talk about the club and at the house, the whole relationship blossoming here in front of our eyes. We obviously knew this was coming or at some point was going to come. And uh, here we get it. And you know the real takeoff of the last week they teased it this week it's like no they're they're now you know they're having the long fireside chats late at night it's it's here they're lap dancing going both ways lap dancing here so it's here it's official we knew in real life you know, well this is real life too but after the show it was official. Horacio is a man of his word and his beliefs. I got to say, because Narice is ready to go out back of that club and fuck, let's just, let's just call it like it is. All right. She is so down. She is ready. And as she says in this, you know, I'm not used to a guy not wanting to move faster than this. Like, have you looked at me recently? Have you been around me? I'm kind of amazing and the best and super duper hot. So like, what's going on here. And it just, you know, I'm, I'm so impressed with Horacio. Like, you know everything he you know kind of stands for or believes in or you know the way he's acted and the things we knew about him from last season and the beginning of this season it's all actually like this just kind of proves like he is very very authentically himself on these shows and as she says and i agree with her he should be so proud and ever it's so amazing to have everyone you know like the new kind of male face of the show here is this like stand-up dude who's just a really good-hearted, good-natured guy who also happens to be smoking hot and super athletic and really good at the challenge, too? Um, and it's just wonderful. But Nereese is like, can we can we at least make out yet like what is going on here? And I just I'm I'm floored uh at his patience and his uh his confidence at the same time because it's also a confidence thing. It's like, yeah, Nereese isn't used to having to having to wait around she's used to guys trying to go way too fast for her of being like yeah i'm sorry like we don't need to have a conversation here and so the yeah it's just uh it's just amazing everything from Rossio is great i don't know where i was going with that point but i love both of them i love this interaction Uh, his lap dance very impressive and they're great they're super hot the show should get as much out of this as possible as should they while hopefully maintaining a happy and healthy relationship. And that's all I've got to say about those two cuties nomination time as expected. Nothing interesting. Uh, the big T wave was everyone knows it. And if you know, they, it's a TV show as always, they have to do what they can do to make it as compelling as they can try to make it seem like maybe it's not going to be big T but it's going to be big T and we know everyone in the house knows this, no matter what edit they want to show us, no matter how much they can goad Michelle into acting messy and confessional when I don't think she actually was ever considering any vote other than for big T. Um, But we know this because they opened the vote and I think Callum is either second or third to vote. uh, And he is quick to just be like, it's big T and he has no, I mean, he might be, listening to Michelle to some degree here, but not, I don't, they, neither of them have shown certainly Michelle hasn't, but I don't think Callum has either that, you know, they're, they're willing to vote separate and still go make out in the bathroom uh, whenever they both you know desire that. And so the fact that he immediately is just like, it's big T is because it shows you that the whole house knew this is where it's going. And yeah, James and Corey, and then even Melissa as the hammer at the very end are like, well, the vote's already over so we're not gonna say another name because that seems a little mean to the other person and it seems like a bad game move um Callum even at the very beginning knows that he's like this is this, this is what the vote is there's no budging it so what are we doing here so it's big T no one's questioning it and we move to the arena at the arena. Uh, One of the first predictions I've gotten right all season, as I said, Kaz would be the next champion in the first female champion in following Jordan. And here's what I got to say about Kaz and what they had her do in this episode. Kaz is a badass. She's a queen. She's a two time champion. Perfect record. Does this soil the perfect record? I mean, I guess technically, but. She's competed in two seasons and won two seasons, so maybe asterisk perfect perfect record with an asterisk. Either way, badass queen, two-time champ. I honestly don't know how every single man or w- woman in a challenge house that's interested in women has not just got down an onion and proposed to cast over a challenge UK or challenge world championships. I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. She is a 10 out of 10 across the board. Every, every, every way possible. She's the best. She's amazing. I adore her. And they did her a massive disservice here. The game they end up playing is cool. The game is cool if it was two contenders playing it. As I've been saying for all of this season, and especially as I said throughout USA 2, I like the pretty random, funky, silly-ish games. I'm all here for it. I like it. I enjoy it. I actually think that's the way they should go as often as possible. But... We saw last week, Jordan got a game designed for Jordan. And I think throughout this time of the 10 champions, some of them are going to get games designed for them. And the other ones are going to get games designed towards toss-ups in hopes that some champs will lose and the contenders will win a couple of them and it will balance out and it will not be a 10-0 sweep. And that's pretty unfair to be like, we had this big high with Jordan. He comes in, we knew. Of all the people we're bringing in, like I said last week, he's, he gets the third biggest pop Cara and CT are going to be the biggest Jordan's right there just behind them. He made perfect sense. Everything I said last week, why he should be the first person in there. And it's this huge thing. It's exciting. And they give him a game and he dominates. And yeah, we heard all the stuff after the fact, but he still wins, Uh, wins fair and square, even with everything we learned after the fact, if you haven't go check out Jordan, he does a full breakdown of what really happened because a lot came out five rounds, shoe controversy, the whole thing, but anyways, and then they're like, okay, now we'll bring in Kaz and we'll give her a complete and utter toss up of a thing. And it'll just, it's, it's going to fall flat. Okay. It's going to fall flat. And she's not the personality either to come in as this like badass by herself, talking shit, doing all the stuff that Jordan did. She's a sweetheart (laughs) and there's probably part of her, whether she will maybe ever admit it or not that she doesn't know these two women from the UK, but she knows they're both from the UK and is like, you know, I'm, I'm here to collect whatever paycheck you're giving me for showing up, not even what I can win. And, you know, I'm just a happy, like, I'm a happy person. I'm a nice person. And you give me this silly game and I'm going to try my best, but like whatever happens happens. And it just, I don't know. I just, I feel like Laurel should have been the opening girl. Give Laurel something made for Laurel. Make, make a, you know, make, the same way Jordan was used to kind of make an example out of someone, although Kieran put up an amazing fight and damn near won that, uh, you know, let Laurel be serve someone up as an example of this is what it's going to take to beat a champ. Because as we see in the next week on next week, I think they're going to go to the double a limbs and either male, female there together or pairs even, but I think there's going to be two champs per episode for the foreseeable future here. And so have this one be Laurel, bring Kaz in with someone else, I know that Kaz only really makes sense to bring in with Jordan. So I don't know. I, Amber wasn't available. She just had a child. Um Could Jody have done it? Been a little a little more. I don't, I don't know. Jody also falls in like the sweetheart category is not going to come in as a big badass. I don't know. I just feel bad that, uh, I think, I think I can tell what a lot of the reaction was to this, especially for folks who didn't watch UK or maybe even only partially watched, you know, world championships. But all I got to say is Kaz is a badass and I adore her and I love her. And I don't understand why someone hasn't proposed to her in the challenge house at this point. Big T gets the win, though, and nothing I am saying previously here should take anything away from the fact that Big T beats Kaz, that badass two-time champion, deserves the win, fantastic performance, and I am thrilled. I am so thrilled because we needed Big T and Melissa to stay, okay, for the entertainment factor of this house. This is much more interesting. Big T goes out. It's just like, okay, well, next Women's Day, Melissa's going out. Next Guys Day, obviously, the UK guys are going to continue to get picked off. They still don't have the numbers by any means, but they they saved a number here and they saved someone in Big T who clearly does like everyone does love her in the house. They're on different alliances, but you could tell in that vote, it's like, hey, we're voting for you, and we always have to say we feel bad who we're voting for. But I we I actually mean this one. Like you're you're big T. We all we you're beloved around here, and the more we get to know you, we feel that way. So Melissa and Big T are both smart enough. And social enough and loved enough within that house to, to even with the numbers against them, like make something happen. And just the two of them being there together just really is kind of like a force multiplier for each of them. One of them on their own, totally stranded, kind of alone in the house. We just kind of know where that's going to go, and it's not that interesting. The two of them together, there's still a lot of interest and intrigue around that. So I'm so glad she's there. I'm so glad she got to be. She gets to be able to say, "Now I went in and whooped a two time champ." It was a fantastic performance. She had a better strategy. She worked her ass off. She nailed the puzzle at the end. She absolutely crushed it. I love her so much. And again, her and Melissa together. I, Melissa, ultimate hype woman. I mean, my goodness. Unbelievable. Running down there, jumping. Loved, loved, loved all of that. And uh, also, the prize money stays the same. And it's already pitifully low. And it can't go any lower. So thank you, Big T, for saving us ten grand in the prize pot to the awards we go best quote three nominees here i definitely missed one or two but you know that's that's just gonna happen we're we're trying to rapid fire through this it's thanksgiving eve everyone okay olivia first nominee quote Horacio literally moves at a snail's pace and narice is a rabbit but i'm seeing narice actually fall for him so i hope he stays in line and is nice to my friend and quote that's a very nice sentiment at the end of a funny comment a soft second nominee what Callum doesn't understand is I'm Geppetto and he's my Pinocchio and he has zero suspicion about me. End quote. I enjoyed that. I don't know that Callum is fully the puppet to Asaf, but, uh, you know, he, he gets like known information out of him i don't know but i still like the quote Jay, third and final nominee by little teddy bear because it's time for michelle to be sad and lonely now there was more that came at the front of that that i didn't type all of it out but that was the end of it that was the hammer of it and i loved it jay gets the quote of the week as for the best moment uh, (laughs) i'm gonna give away the mvp here with this one four nominees uh first nominee narice uh saying that laurel's an icon and then throwing out that if bananas shows up he's got to go against james thought that was very fun and again wanted more out of that scene wanted to hear more commentary second one narice again her <laughs> watching Horacio or saying you know i want to watch him in slow-mo you know press pause this that and the other and then they do all of it with editing very good editing very fun all around and that turns into then the kind of longer segment of slow-mo with the like you know, big orchestral music behind it, classical music behind it. It, it was really good. It was, it was well done. Those don't always land for me when they kind of do those types of moments. And this one really, really did. So hats off to the editing team and hats off to Norris and Horacio once again, because uh, yeah, those two are just what beautiful, beautiful folks they are. And what a beautiful relationship they have. And then third nominee, Norris again, versus Melissa. You obviously knew this one was going to be nominated, but the fight in the mud and the talking afterwards, all the whole thing rolled up together. That is the nominee, and then fourth and final one. You might have missed this one if you turn the episode off a moment too soon. Hopefully, you stick around to the very end and the next week on. But if you don't, uh, during the credits, as the credits roll, that they're all walking out of the arena. Hilarious moment. As James, who by the way, thank you for the two different folks who uh, DM'd me and let me know uh, last week. I did explain uh, myself, but very quickly. Anytime I say Lockie, Lockie is James. James is Lockie on the challenge UK. He, his name is James lock and he, goes by sometimes not on this season clearly but in other times of his life and in other seasons of this show he has gone by locky so at any point i'm gonna try my best to say james from here on out but if i ever do say locky i'm talking about james and now that is covered but james uh he goes back during the credits everyone has walked out he's like the last one to leave the arena and then he jogs back in and he looks behind the little risers and he picks up Big T's wig. And then he goes jogging out after Big T. And Melissa's like, hey, Big T, you forgot your hair. And it's just so perfect that he says hair and not wig. And just the whole thing's hilarious. And it's just this quick little moment. And it reminded me of all the wonderful times when there used to be like that deleted scenes because we get to see them. But there used to be credit scenes After they, the show would roll the credits and they'd show whatever the funniest clip they could show of just people goofing around in the house and stuff. And it was always... Not always. Sometimes it wasn't great. Sometimes it was amazing and wonderful. And this kind of reminded me of that because it happened to happen during the credits itself. But obviously, the moment of the episode, Nereese versus Melissa in the mud. And obviously, the episode MVP is Nereese, Asaf, Michelle, Horacio, and Melissa get on the board, get top five placements. Asaf, Michelle, definitely, you know, those two and Jay, those three are really being used as narrators, are really being, you know, they're, they're, they're being used a lot. They're given a lot. It's very good. I like all of them. Obviously, I adore Michelle. Absolute favorite. Uh, but Asaf and Michelle definitely have good episodes, again, of, like, not really a part of any of the main storylines, but getting off good confessionals, being present, finding their way into the camera, onto the camera. Love that from them. Horacio Melissa, Melissa, uh, strong cases. But Narice, obviously, uh, is all over this episode in the best way. And uh, she's the best. She's the MVP of episode six. Two- the power rankings we go, and we're going to start with the women, and that is because the women's side is a massive shakeup, just a complete and utter snow globe shakeup here of the women's power rankings that still I feel zero confidence in. I don't know who's going to win. I have no idea. This is a pretty even group. There's a couple strengths really standing out slowly but surely, but it's you know one thing, and it's just it's really hard to tell. On both sides, but the women's side, I'm having even a harder time. On the men's side, I feel like I've, I feel pretty good about kind of making two tiers. There's a lot of people in the top tier that I feel like could win, but on the women's side, I'm kind of like it's still a big, it's still a 10 person group at the end of the day. But Narees moves to the top of the list. Now, do I think she's going to win a final? I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but as I said earlier in this podcast, she is in the best position in the house by like a lot at this point as we finalized this episode. So she's got to be in pole position. She just has to be like, she's in the final. She is in the final. I don't know how she's not going to be in the final at this point. It's just, I have no idea. So she's in top. She was previously fifth. Mariah is in second. She bumps up from third to second. Raven bumps from fourth to third. Zara goes from eighth to fourth. Cause again, we see the speed we see and I, just she's she's really good there's a reason west picked her last or she picked west but uh I, he was down to kind of would have picked her in reverse on world championships she's really good she barely lost as we get to hear again here barely lost challenge uk to kaz by 60 seconds so Zara moves up to fourth olivia drops from first to fifth um i'm just a little worried that we're not seeing a lot of olivia so this is a little bit of an editing thing not a like opinions of olivia's abilities thing and then michelle six colleen seven berna eight melissa ninth big t tenth look i love you melissa and big t but clearly as we saw this episode you are going to be quick to be nominated again next time around that a woman has to be nominated so you kind of got to be at the bottom of the list as for the men horacio ed jay stay the top three they feel i feel like they could horacio and ed are elevating above everyone else if they just had to run a final, I'm picking one of those two. I'm probably picking Horacio at this point. I, again, I don't totally know about Ed's endurance. I definitely know about Horacio's former soccer player; those dudes' endurance for days. Jay, I'll put in the top three with them though. Emmanuel jumps from eighth to fourth. I'm just, uh, I'm starting to get a sneaky suspicion we're we're getting a decent amount of Manuel. In the uh, confessional booth, and it's uh, making me get some ideas about how far he might be going on this season. James is in fifth, bumps down one. Corey bumps down one to sixth. Callum to seventh. Asaf to eighth, and Kylan falls to the bottom of the list. I feel like he, after putting his neck on the line for Melissa in a you know a situation that it wasn't going to bear any fruit, maybe bears fruit for him and his relationship with Melissa in the house, but is not going to for him politically. Uh, he solidified with that move. His his placement as the bottom of the U S Alliance, or if he tries to switch sides, still probably the bottom of the other Alliance as well. So Horacio, Ed J Emanuel, James, Corey, Callum, Asaf, Kylan, Nereese, Mariah, Raven, Zara, Olivia, Michelle, Colleen, Burnham, Melissa, Big T, that is your power rankings. That's for predictions, uh, I got my main prediction for this week wrong. We're not going to go over that. I am so far, though, one for one. I said Kaz would be the first female out. She was. We will see if it continues. Laurel, Tori, Casey, Cara, and Darrell, Devin, Brad, CT. I'm thinking that Tori and Devin may jump the line ahead of Laurel and Darrell and maybe the next ones that we see that leads me to my predictions for next week. Pair of champions, double eliminations. That's my main prediction is that we are going to get the, this is, we can't have 10 episodes of one champ at a time here. Okay. It's going to be doubles, whether that is a team elimination two for two V two, whether that is two individual eliminations, a male and a female, I do not know, but I do know there will be a male and a female champ. I say, I know, cause I'm confident in this prediction. I don't know. Still spoiler free for this whole season. Fingers crossed, it will remain that way um, for the rest of the season. It usually does, and uh, that's our goal always around here. Second one, Horacio kisses Nerys. Bold prediction, I know, but I think it's going to happen. Third one, speaking of Emmanuel, I think he's going to take center stage next episode. I'm not going to say if that's because he goes into elimination or he wins a daily challenge. I don't know, but I just I get this creeping feeling that we're uh, we're on the verge of getting a lot of Emmanuel in our lives. Uh, we've we've gotten a, a decent amount of him every episode so far, even when he hasn't been a big part of the storyline. So I'm just going to say that uh, one way or the other with a win or with a uh, thrown into elimination, he, he he's going to take center stage. I did not comment last week on him turning his back on Jordan. Loved it, thought it was ridiculous and silly, but I still loved it and I appreciated it. That's my comments on that. And those are my comments on episode six of Fank Battle for a New Champion. Thank you so much. I tomorrow when giving thanks to all of the thankfully, fortunately, many things I have to be thankful for in my life. One of them will be when I journal, when I do some gratitude journaling, when I'm sitting around the table with some family members and talking about what I'm grateful for. Legitimately, you will be named, you listening right now, not by name, because I don't know all of your names, but the fact that any of you choose to tune into this any given week and that a lot of you choose to tune into it every single week amazes me every single time. And I am grateful for it. I appreciate it. And I love you for it. I hope you and yours have a safe, wonderful, turkey-filled Thanksgiving if you are celebrating. Uh, for those not celebrating or from all around the world, because we do have some listeners from uh, pretty much all around the world at this point, which is also fascinating and wild, DM me at Challenge History and let me know where you are listening in from. Always love that. I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, a wonderful life regardless. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I will talk to you again next week sometimes. Until then, peace.